All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you very much, Lisa. Oilers Nation Radio is back on a Tuesday. And this time, I promise we are going to talk about the Oilers today. Yeah, that... That show on Friday died pretty quick. It and wasn't long after too. that Otani wasn't actually on the plane. <laughs> Real quick before we get into it, if you saw the vibe at Nation HQ from the time we wrapped up ONR on Friday to what? 90 minutes later? About 4.30. Dead. Very Tyler, different mood in here. I I was sat out there with Brett and Tyler. And there was someone else there too for about whoever it was. And Brett and Tyler, very big baseball fans. And the look on their faces as all this stuff was developing was priceless to tell you. Priceless. That's not, a I weird mean, way not, to frame I'm my not, heartbreak. I'm not happy to see that you were, you were very sad. It felt like a bit of a meme where it's like you just someone at their absolute peak of happiness and then bang, Bob Nightingale. Boob Nightingale. Many from, uh, mix him up with Florence Nightingale. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crush his dreams. Although I take umbrage with Brett being upset because he is a Dodgers fan. Yeah, that's a bit weird. I'm not really kind of like Quads being like, boy, I really wish the Jays would have got Otani. It's like, Quads, you said you wanted the Jays to miss the playoffs last year. <laughs> you can't come around now and whatever. <laughs> but it's over now. The dream's dead. Otani got signed to one of the weirdest contracts in sports history. Circumvention? You would think it was circumvention, but don't say it's circumvention because they have weird rules in baseball, apparently. Also, from his perspective, BM, you're a guy who understands stocks and money. Taking $68 million in today's dollars versus dollars 10 years from now, not the same $68 million. Today's money is always worth more than future money. Yeah. 
inflation happens, you know. So it's not really like a seven hundred million dollar contract in today's money. I just don't really get it. I don't get it either. Whatever. We're not gonna. The, we don't need to get it. The Rick DiPietro deal. <laughs> Someone. Well, he's like Bobby Bonilla, but he actually is playing for the team that pays for him. <laughs> Somebody tweeted uh, before all of this came out. They said the Oakland Athletics have offered Shohei Otani one dollar a year for seven hundred million years, <laughs> and then they quote tweet after and they went, "Actually, not far off." <laughs> <laughs> I also loved the River. Hawks announcing that they were only $700 million short. On their bid. You're right there. Um, anyways, Ka-ka. that'll end, that'll end Otani sweepstakes for all of you who listen to this podcast. You hate baseball. Your nightmare is over. At least for 10 years. Decent point. Might be back in it. Decent we'll, point. we'll see what happens in 10 years time. But first it's time for the delicious debate presented by our friends at Wendy's. It's time when I tell you about the daily face off Wendy survivor pool for your chance to win prizes weekly and a grand prize of $5,000. All you got to do is go to dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com, register. And there you're going to see some check boxes. Some of the options that you'll see, which team wins, which player executes this many hits, which player gets this many shots. Maybe this player scores or that player scores. This team loses. There's a few options on the board right now for you there. You Pretty easy to look at and figure it out. Although I will say as a participant in the Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor game, I am terrible at it. Yes. I have yet to make it past Wednesday, which would be day three of the tournament. I've never made it past a Tuesday. I haven't made it past day one yet. Well, the- what would you go with tonight? There's a few options. Arizona win, Pittsburgh win, Nashville I mean, I won't. I think all, Florida I over 29 and a half shots yeah. looking pretty good. That's the one I'm going with. It's also the one the majority or it's the leader so far. It's at like 45% of the public is in on that. So I'm on that one too, just because I think they should be able to get to 30, but we'll see. I like Evan King goal. He's an empty net assassin. And I think there'll be an empty net tonight. Go check it out. The Wendy's daily face off survivor pool. That is daily face off That's where you need to be. Join us. Let me know if you can get past day three. I challenge you. Join. It is much harder than you think it is. I will tell you that much. Now, gentlemen, I heard that there was a little bit of a conversation on Oilers Nation every day that needs more clarification. What is our delicious debate for today? Liam? Tyler, would you like me to read it? I, I would because I wanted to phrase it something differently and you yelled at me before the show. Because it's my argument. I, the is, is the coaching staff better now than it was before? before it's when? largely the same. Before right. when? Let's when we're talking Woody, obviously? We'll say, we'll say Woody, I mean, it's, obviously the sample size is a lot different. But yeah, like the coaching staff in general, under Woodcroft and now the coaching staff under Coach Garlic. So the new pieces are Coach Garlic, Nobby's in. Uh, and, and Paul Coffey. Paul Coffey. Coffey, yeah. And uh, Dave Manson out, Woodcroft out. So I'm curious what you two think. I just, I mean, like, it's hard to argue against the coach had the winningest record in franchise history. Yeah, but my argument isn't necessarily about Woodcroft, but about what his coaching staff was doing under him. In the sense of, I don't think Manson would have got the defense playing this way, this specific way. I think what Mark Stewart is now doing more on face-off plays is... Incredible, to be honest. But wasn't Mark Stewart around? Yeah, but was he allowed to do all this? Because we never saw it. Like, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> Or and- did they just happen to score a couple of face-off goals, and now it's like, whoa, it's a narrative. And um, Glenn Gulletson made the power. Of- oh, wait. 
He's been here the whole time. But the penalty kill, he's been unbelievable too. Yes. And that's understood mm-hmm. as well. And my argument is, is not. I'm not sitting here saying that Woodcroft wasn't a good coach for this team because that would be stupid and Liam wrong. Liam says Woodcroft <laughs> bad. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, edit that the way you want. I'm saying I think these other coaches now have more, have more influence on the game. Do you feel okay? So you feel like they just have more leash to yes. To, uh, that's to my add argument. and implement their structure or their ideas. Yes, that okay. is my argument. I don't I, think it's necessarily a Woodcroft and Knobloch head to head fight for the coaching debate. I just think everyone else is contributing a little bit more to make this team better. Tyler, before me and Dan chime in, sorry, to cut you off, Dan. What was your rebuttal on this? My rebuttal was that the, what the Oilers are showing me over this seven game win streak there's nothing here that they haven't shown us in the past under Jay Woodcroft. Special teams heater, goalies making saves, Connor McDavid going nuclear. They did this down the stretch last season. They're doing it again right now. They did it when Jay Woodcroft first took over from Dave Tippett. So that's just where I'm at is I think, and I stand by the fact that Jay Woodcroft is a hell of a coach and I'm not going to back off that. Yeah, jump it. So I think that Liam maybe and I think Oilers fans in general were kind of being sucked in by the PR campaign that's going on right now. Uh, really feels like since this team has gotten the new coaches in, we've heard exactly what those coaches are responsible for and what they're taking ownership over. Okay. And so for me, it's no different than when Woodcroft came in and the media was talking about all the different things that Woodcroft was going to change and all the different things that, that um, I just said his name and now I can't think of it. Gullitson were going to, was going to do with his organization. And also we gave them credit for that stuff. And we talked about, you know, Gullitson mm-hmm. as the power play guru. And we had the power play, the one of the best power plays of all time last year because of Glenn Gullitson, quote unquote. I just, I'm with Tyler in the sense that like, like this, this team is the same team that, that Woodcroft had. And we're seeing, we were already seeing some of these things come out of the, you know, come out of the the crap and into the the positive for the organization before they removed Woodcroft. So I, I just, I don't know. I guess it's just for me, it's that PR campaign specifically with coffee. I think that there's been a ton of talk about how much he's done with this team and with the organization just in the short time that he's been here, but the guy was already with us for how long before that. But I think why, coffee is maybe being pushed a little bit more is because it's so unexpected of how everyone is playing. Yeah. I Evan just Bouchard. Sure. Like maybe at the start of the season, he, he wasn't playing the way he should have been, which is a case to turn it around. But like Donald nurse is playing the best hockey we've ever seen on was the, he, under him. But do you think maybe he was Ekholm doing that before? Is, do I think, he, no, yeah. I don't. No, I don't think yeah. he's doing them before. I think he's had a very good season, but I think right now it's like, okay, he's doing some kind of crazy stuff here. Yep. Cody CC is taking a step. You're not seeing the, the errors, the blatant errors that we saw last season too. I just don't think that happened as much. The scoring at five on five, the penalty kill like, is at an all-time high, and I don't expect it to stay there. What did you say, Tyler, like 25 of 26 or something it's like that? It's insane, yeah. Like, that's obviously going to drop off, but I really like how they've narrowed down the group. It just feels like there's more identity in a variety of places on the ice rather than just like... Well, hopefully McDavid and Dryside will get it goes going because we're just going to put them together anyway. Mm-hmm. 
That's fair. That's my argument. For and my thing was, you know, if let's see if they lose to that, I mean, hopefully be the real test. Yeah. And if they lose after a seven game heater, what would we see under Woodcroft lines changed for the next game, right back to McDavid and dry saddle or away from McDavid and dry saddle. He would go switch it up. I'm interested to see if Chris Knobloch goes, Whoa, Nuge Hyman and McDavid are one of the best lines in the NHL for the last two weeks. Just because we lose one game, I'm not going to split them up. Even if we lose two games, I'm not going to split them up. And if and if maybe there's a bit more consistency, because then that's something that I would directly attribute to. That's a new thing that drove me nuts under Woodcroft that Knobloch's corrected. Yeah. Right now, I mean, this team is still largely over this winning streak being carried by Connor McDavid and Leon Dreis- or Connor McDavid, not even McDavid and Dreisel, just Connor McDavid. He's got 20 points. He's twice as many points as any other player on the team in this stretch. Who else's point? Is that the list of this yeah. team right now? So who else is scoring? Boosh, Hyman, Yanmark's contributing, Fogel and McLeod are chipping in with crucial goals. Derek Ryan was the one who scored them. Like, I agree. Like I mean, like, Fogel and McLeod, they're not chipping in with crucial goals. Yes, they are. They scored Fogel, scored, Fogel scored in a blowout. Ryan McLeod is an empty netter and one big goal. Okay, one. so Skizzle I'm not talking one. about as a collective of like, oh, they're doing it every night. But if you look, like Ryan McLeod... Sets the tone against Carolina. Derek Ryan scores the first goal of the game on Saturday against New Jersey. Like you're getting depth scoring at good times. Matias Yamark's the one in front to give him what was it a four two lead against Vegas? Like I don't need the depth to score like ten points or an eight game stretch. I need them to score at pivotal times, and I would label all three of those goals at pivotal times. I, I guess like my other thing too is we talk about like Woodcroft having to scramble. Knobloch hasn't had to yet. He hasn't had that goalie even issue that Woodcroft was having at the start of the year where guys just couldn't make saves to save their life to start the game. So I I, I guess it's maybe just a little bit too early too for me to... Yeah, the sample but, size is small for sure. Yeah, but, that's what I was going to say. It's hard to... I mean, Woodcroft won his last game as a Oilers coach. Knobloch won the next two. Then they lost a few. And then this heater started. So it's hard to like really give too much credit to Knobloch, though I'm not trying to like discount what he's doing either. Mm-hmm. Where I do agree with you is I think that Paul Coffey <clears throat> has got the defense playing a lot more of like a, a skill game, a free range game. The, the than, modern game. Than Dave Manson was. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a guy like Cody CC, even though he hasn't scored since, uh, you know, since we used to wear onions on our belt, as was the style at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but he's jumping into the play. And sometimes you look at him and he's got like a one-on-one look with the goalie and you go, how the fuck did he get up yeah, there? Nosebleeds. So that's where I agree. I just don't know how much of the credit like we can fully give to a coaching staff that's still largely the same. Um, Cause like there's no way Mark Stewart was trying to come up with PK plan. I just don't think that Woodcroft would be like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. But the group and Gazik pointed this out. So this isn't my idea, but like the group of PK, penalty killers is smaller now mm-hmm. like you're not really seeing everyone get a chance at yeah, doing yeah, it. it's like, like three lines different groups so similar to when Woodcroft came in and Derek Ryan had the cause like we all know what we're doing now maybe that's what Knobloch's doing too and we gave Woodcroft all that credit then and yep. said how much better he was than Tippett so maybe this is just the same thing but I just I really like what the coaching staff is is doing you can see you can see it it's so obvious and we I agree like maybe Maybe Mark Stewart was doing these plays and maybe they're just being a little bit more emphasized now, but like they're so blatantly obvious. You look at that Winnipeg game and it felt like 
every single face-off was a set play and they were able to do something in an offensive zone, sustain pressure, just keep the puck there. You've seen two goals about it. Like you look at uh, Rod Brindamore spoke about when they scored that second goal and Ekholm comes down, scores on the goal line. He said, he's like, we def- tried to defend that and they still managed to execute against us. Like, yeah, it's McDavid. It can be whoever you want. He's your best player. He should execute on a consistent basis for you. But they're doing it all the time now. And that's, that's what matters. They weren't doing it all the time before. But like last year they did. I don't remember ever seeing this kind of stuff. For McDavid? Every- no, no, no. On the, like the face-off stuff. Ah. <laughs> like I just think it's yep. something that's now part of the game, part of the Oilers game. Yeah. And I always, I felt like sometimes you would watch other teams and be like, why don't the Oilers do that? And I feel like now I'm watching the Oilers play and outside just in general, where it's like, oh, they're playing really attractive hockey right now. And mm. it just seems a lot different. Sexy hockey. Mm-hmm. I love sexy hockey. That's what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear from you. Owen Radio Podcast, Twitter and Instagram. How do we phrase this, Liam? How, what is the question to the audience? The, I guess the question is... Do you prefer this? I don't know. Like the the question I have for the delicious space is the coaching staff better than before. I think I agree. I completely agree that the sample size is small and we'll see what happens when they face adversity, but they also did have a three game losing streak, Mm -hmm. you know, and they came out of that with seven wins in a row, potentially eight tonight. So we'll see. Like we'll see. Let us know on radio podcast. I want to hear from you. It is kind of funny that not even Christmas and they're back to a point where if they win their games in hand, they're in a playoff spot. It's like, ah, all right. I was expecting a sweat. I was expecting them to have to grind into like February to get there. I like, ah, no, win seven in a row. You're good. Easy peasy. Should have just done this from the start. To me, yeah. Like, why don't they win more games than lose, you know? Not even close either. Like, they're steamrolling teams. Oh, that's what I want to talk about next. So since our last episode... The show, the Otani episode, we'll call it. RIP. The Oilers have had two wins. Both good teams, in my opinion. Very good teams. Minnesota, New Jersey on Sunday. What do you take away from those two wins? Because it's not like the Oilers seven game win streak is just bottom feeders here. Nobody can say that. They've got wins over Carolina in there too. Vegas. Vegas in there. Tyler, what do you make of these wins that they're getting? And you can't just say it's garbage teams they're beating. No, you really can't. And what's interesting about this is they're really controlling the pace at 5v5. Like that is where as much as, you know, the bottom six still isn't scoring as much as you'd like and things like that. They're not getting caved and they're pushing play in the right direction. Like even a line with Sam Gagne and Derek Ryan is finding ways to consistently push play the right way. So that makes it easier for guys like Connor McDavid when, you know, instead of getting eight offensive zone faceoffs to work with a game, all of a sudden Connor McDavid's getting 14 offensive zone faceoffs to work from a game. And, and that does make a big difference. That creates the Matias at home goal, right? Where they can set up something off the draw. So I do think the bottom six is pushing things in a solid direction. Even if the scoring isn't where you'd like it to be for like do a cup contender Adam team. Ernie would say that the current staff that is not playing him is better <laughs> than the old staff that wasn't playing. Him. He's well, playing pretty well when he plays. Yeah. I was going to say when he plays, he's had a lot of time to think of a stew and think about that question up in the press box. Um, <laughs> I do like the idea of him just being a road player. Like they only play him on the road and then they play gone at home just because he scores at home. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff clicking in the right direction, but I still just think, you know, the rocket fuel behind this seven game heater is Connor McDavid 20 points in seven games. Is that good? (laughs) The dude is more or less himself creating 
two to three goals a game. So you're saying that's good. That's good. And, and your goalie's like a nine forty. So, well, he didn't hit my Connor McDavid to hit three points bet from the other night. So how good can he be? Figure it out. 97, you know, mm-hmm. how good can he be? For me, it's all about the coaching stuff. <laughs> hey, Connor, go out and score more points than you have. Because, oh shit. The coffee influence. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Actually, Jeff Merrick told us a, a bit of a crazy conspiracy theory yesterday. Oh, yeah. We had him on the show, and I've never noticed this, but apparently there's the Jersey tuck and untuck thing for McDavid, where at the start of the year, his jersey was untucked, which meant they they think that he had some kind of protection around his injury, and now his jersey's tucked, and it's in a, uh, sorry, it's been untucked, no, it's tucked, and it's been tucked <laughs> since his like stretch. Like when McDavid got hurt, he had to untuck his jersey, and the conspiracy is that he had some sort of a guard around his hip, and that was preventing him from tucking in his jersey. He's now tucked his jersey back in over these last seven games and gone absolutely nuclear. <clears throat> Said that way better than I did. So I think the most important thing is that everybody tucks their jersey. <sighs> we got to sure. see this. Stuff. It does make sense though. Like when Merrick said it, you kind of go like, "Oh yeah," like, but like we knew he was hurt. Yeah. But so it's a conspiracy. Like a flight from LA where everybody oh, figures it all out. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I heard the conspiracy there. I mean, it, it just anyway, I'm into sense, it. Yeah. Hey, you're right though, Beckman. We knew he was hurt and now he's healthy. So yeah, like he <laughs> Not much didn't of a play a game because he was hurt and he didn't finish that game against the Winnipeg Jets because he was hurt. Like I watched it with my eyeballs. I was here. Room was here. <laughs> yeah, but the jersey, but was the jersey tucked? I don't remember. I don't remember either. We got to lock in on this stuff, guys. Jeff said it, and I thought I never even noticed. I we just always look details. for his the McTuft. Hair. Yeah, I yeah. We know about it. the McTuft. When that comes out, you're in fucking trouble. Yeah, you're in anyway. big, big trouble. Well, way she goes. Another thing I want to mention from the last two wins that we haven't talked about yet is Sunday. Calvin Pickard gets thrown in net against the New Jersey Devils. Big Cal. That is a good hockey team. And Calvin Pickard only allowed one goal that, in my opinion, not a whole lot he could have done on. No. Played rock solid for the Oilers. We took a ton of penalties against the best penalty or best power play in the league right now. Yep. Yeah. Only, what do you guys make only, Calvin Pickard's play from Sunday? Because I only, thought he was fantastic. I think it also just let's put some cold water on the recall. Jack Campbell. Yes. Oh, big time. Bruce Carlock today posted a highlight from today. Oh, no of him getting beat with a slap shot clean known in front of him. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, when you just compare Pickett's numbers to Campbell's numbers in the American league, Pickett is better. Like, I just, he's a good stopgap right now, right? Like he's played in three games. He's been pretty good. You know, the Florida game, I think, what was it? The one goal he probably could have had back. But other than that, the others were allowing like two on one breakaways on him all night. So he's three appearances, Liam. 2.24 goals against average with a 9.17 in the NHL. There you go. I know he's only played three, but like. Either way, like he comes into that Carolina game and allows one, but the rest of the way, like, makes a couple of saves because you know, there's a chance. It's just too bad they were already down by six goals. Yeah, it's hard point. to win when you're down by. But touchdown. they don't need him to be even a 9.17. They need him to do exactly what he's done and just give him a chance. And he's he's done that. And I agree. It puts, puts some water on the Campbell debate and also maybe gives the Oilers a look at things and being like, maybe we bring in somebody else other than a goalie right now. I think they still need a goalie ultimately. Well, of course we do, but what do you want? Let's get greedy. I want another defenseman. I think they need another defense. Which side? Right side. Who are we upgrading? (laughs) 
Um, I think you upgrade Vinny, although he's been good. Oh, I just think you, Rick, could, you, you need to go into the playoffs with a bit more depth on that side. You want Nick Sealer. I like Nick Sealer. I like Chris Tanev. That would be nice. Ken, if you're listening, there was another guy. I had no way to, Calgary trades Chris Tanev. Yeah. Not to the Oilers. I'd love it, but like. Also, I think he got injured last night too. Yeah, but they're saying short term. And then did he block another shot with his well. face? That's a man's oh, injury right there. I want Sean Walker. I would like him. Ah, but if you could retain, it's like one point ah, something bro. million. I think. It, see, and I'm. Let me dream, Tyler. You keep shooting down my ideas. If you don't like my coaching debate, now you don't like Sean Walker. If I'm going to go spend assets at the deadline, I want to get a guy that's better than Cody Cece. Like, if you're going to do it, let's do it. But why do you need someone better than Cody Cece? Because I don't think Cody Cece is a number of top ranking D man on a Stanley Cup contender. But do you think Evan Bouchard is? Evan Bouchard, no. I, I think you need someone that's more trustworthy in their own end. You need right shot Ekholm or something along those lines. Like Brett Pesci. Yeah. Like, oh my God, if you get Brett Pesci, I mean, there's no way. But There's like, no way, but like that's, that's that would be my stud target. Yeah. So Walker is a UFA at the end of the year. Yeah. I think that's why it'd be an option. But now, obviously, like this past deadline, maybe the one before, like the NHL has clearly expanded past just one year rentals. Like they don't care how long is left and they can get you on a deal, right? Seems yep. to be up more often. So maybe I'll expand my horizons a little bit, but that'd be nice. Pesci. Yeah. Like finding, finding a good right shot D man somewhere is going to be very tough. You're Tyler, let me hear, let me hear you say no. Ethan bear. Yeah. No. Oh, okay, that mailbag question. That, yeah. Drove me nuts. Cause it's like, I like him as a guy, but, as a player. Like, so if you ever read the mailbag or nation.com every Monday at 7am, I haven't missed one in 10 years. Now, the question was, do you think <laughs> I miss about one every two weeks, <laughs> every <laughs> Monday, 7am, there's been a mailbag for 10 years. That is impressive. Anyway, the question was, do you think, and I'm, I don't remember exactly how it was phrased, but like, do you think the Oilers should trade Brett Kulak, bump up Philip Broberg and then sign Ethan bear, Ethan, Ethan bear, bear, something like that. So and for a cap savings of whatever. Yeah. And my, my answer was no today. Brett Kulak is objectively better than both other guys. Why yeah. would we do that? I think I put in there in for mine. If you had asked me about this in the summer, I think it would have been more of an option, but you can't do that on the fly mm. in the middle of the season when, you know, Broberg's has no confidence, That's- although he did score today. And then you have <laughs> Ethan Bear who, who hasn't played, who hasn't played a game. So there's, there's probably 15 games before they get up. To, we just seen Ekholm well, yeah, go through yeah. it. Yep. So now you want these two guys just to f- be thrown. What would you say it took Ekholm? 16 games yeah. to start to look more like himself? 620 maybe? Like maybe, yeah. Arguably. Yeah, it just it seems like a bad idea. Like, and well, he, hey, if you want to bring in Bear and he's he's an option as a depth player, maybe you can go up and down. Absolutely. But he's not going to want to do that either. No. And like Gregor said, I doubt he would want to sign here anyway. Yeah. Full stop. But it's being courted by multiple teams, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's going to end up in Washington. That seems I, to be I saw, where all the smoke I was talking is. To our boy Quads, who's definitely not a Canucks fan, that the Canucks have been told they're out of the bear sweepstakes. I didn't know he was LeBron James. Sweeps. I love that. Yeah, sweepstakes. We'll throw that label anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this next part needs to be read verbatim. <laughs> For a limited time only, our listeners can get 25% off at zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25. 
That is 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and you enter the code NATION25, all caps. Don't forget, that's the code, Liam. Ding dong. No, what's the code? (laughs) NATION25, all caps. For 25% off your first order with DoorDash, offer valid in Canada, subject to change, terms do apply. Because now it's time for the boys to tell me who delivered. Who delivered? Our friends at DoorDash. I'm going to jump right in the middle. Tyler, you're up first. Our friends at DoorDash, who delivered for you? Mm, should I just be greasy? Are, are we going to make a no McDavid rule? Do you have to go outside of 97 on this one? You can do whatever you want, buddy. It's your show. <laughs> I mean, you're part of the show. Yeah, it's fine. We're it's our show. It's, it's your show, the listener. <laughs> go on. Thanks. It's your Quick, favorite show, the dig listener. My, dig my hole. I'm, I'm going with Zach Hyman, man. I, I, we're giving it to him again. Like... This dude is just a dog. He consistently goes out there, busts his ass. I think the trio of him, McDavid and Nugent Hopkins just complement each other's strengths so well. But like the Oilers got this dude for nothing other than a contract. And the contract looks freaking sweet right now. So Zach Hyman gets another who delivered for me. I'll jump in next for, uh, I was also going to say Zach Hyman, but I'll say who delivered for DoorDash is that old tweet from editor and leaf. Anytime Zach Hyman does anything, it circles the block. And after the second hat trick in a matter of three weeks or whatever it was, that tweet finally got deleted. But the internet never forgets. The internet has screenshots and the internet will bring it up every single time. So the internet, you delivered. And Tyler, I don't know if you know this one. You sent me Kanye's new album today. He's got it. He's got it on a leak. Got on that leak. The internet always delivers. I was listening to Kanye West the other day. He's got some beats. I'm not really in the hip hop game, but I recently started using Spotify because I want to rap next season. So I thought, oh, Kanye might be good to have on that rap. I, oh, you just want to make yours the coolest possible <laughs> rap yes, you can have? One week on mute. Kanye awesome. West on repeat. There you go. Nation Dan, you're up next for our friends at DoorDash. Who delivered for you? I think I did this last time as well. Uh, I'm going to give it to our goalies because for me, the this streak of the of seven games plus the one before that was really due to the fact that those guys just kind of solidified the back end for this team. And there just doesn't seem to be as many leaky games as there used to be. So the guys uh, in the nets are the ones that deliver for me. Liam, what do you got for our friends at DoorDash? Who delivered for you? Uh, Evan Bouchard. The Bush bomb delivered. That man is hammering on all cylinders right now and it is very impressive to watch. And I think he's got a pretty good case to maybe win Norris eventually if things continue trending in the right direction. If he wins the Norris trophy ever, no one is going to have a worse time on the internet than Jay Down. <laughs> I think he's got a case. Like I think he's, I don't think he's the number one candidate, but I bet he's like, he'll get some votes this year. And it'll be a finish in the top five of voting, I think. He's good. People love points. Point defense does not matter. And that was made evident last season when Eric Carlson won. And he was like minus seven hundred or whatever he was. Right? Yeah. Seeing what his distance traveled is. No, I, I wanted to look at uh, like his average shot distance and all that stuff. What you got? You find anything uh, fun? Oh, the the hardest he shot a puck is a hundred point four eight miles per hour. Um, and there was 
There was some stat. Oh, his average shot speed is in the 91st percentile in the NHL. He has had one shot of 100 miles per hour. He has had 32 shots this season over 90 miles an hour, which is in the 99th percentile in the NHL. So um, pretty good. The league average by D-Men is two shots over 90 miles an hour. He's got a bullet. It is fun though. Like it reminds me, Dan, you're old enough to remember when Sheldon Surya came Mm -hmm. and the power play just had a completely different look because it was doing its own thing. At that time, it was very much the cross crease pass to Horkov on the back door. That was kind of like the finishing move. But then when Surya had that big shot from the point, it just changed everything. And that's not to say Tyson Berry did a bad job, but he doesn't have a shot like that. And Boosh still passes the puck just as, as well, well, if not better than Barry. And the other thing too, like the Surrey one, the the thing that's funny about this is Evan Bouchard, I think without a doubt, top five shot in the NHL, you could probably say top sure. three. You could maybe even make an argument right now. He's got the best point shot in the league and he's being added to a power play with two future Hall of Famers and a hundred point player and a potential 40 goal guy. Like, come on, it's an embarrassment of riches. We might find out. Maybe he's an all-star this year. He better be. And they'll be in the hardest shot. We haven't seen someone like that since, like, we haven't. Remember the, the Chara and Weber? Yeah, that was fun. That was awesome every year. That's yeah. why it shouldn't just be all-stars that go into the skills contest. It should be, like, the best of that group. And then you can really see who the best is in the league. I, NBA does it. I wonder how hard he can hit. Because, like, we saw Heronic had a shot that was, what, 104 or something earlier this year, or 107. And, I mean, Bouchard, he's teeing these up on one-timers, right? So it's easier to get some extra oomph behind it. I'd be interested to see if he can still touch triple digits when he just walks into one. I think so, because, like, they they, mm. they fucking line up from the parking lot on that on that <laughs> competition. Yeah, they, they give a good run-up for it. We'll see him. I think it'll be McDavid, Hyman, and Bouchard this year. It is funny that Leon's still on pace for 100 points, and people go, yeah. I just wonder if like not this year. I just think it'd be funny to have Hyman go to the All-Star game in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting last night. I was actually watching the Leafs game last night. I didn't know Hyman and uh what's his name? Morgan Riley have a commercial together right now. Yeah, they have the isn't it a gambling one? Uh I don't remember. Okay. They don't pay for an app plug on this podcast. I just yeah. thought it was interesting anyway. <laughs> yeah. Not as good as the commercial. Calls him Mo. Hmm. Not as good as the commercial Darnell and Zach do. That one's better. Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, Connor and the Pronger, the Pronger commercial with Dry and uh, Mitch Marner and Marner. The classic is the Mark Messier with Connor. Hey Connor, look at this. Hey Connor, check this out. Hey Connor. <laughs> or Devin Dubnik. That's so funny. Yeah, Devin Dubnik. Oh, yeah, those are good. The old Oilers TV commercials. <laughs> Love those. <laughs> Love those. Want to talk about today's game, gentlemen? The first meeting. Of the Connors. Not Connor Brown. <laughs> He's met, in the mix. They met in Erie. By the way, just real quick. Connor Brown couldn't buy a goal to save his fucking life right now. And when the goal on Sunday got waved off <laughs> after his big fist pump and after everybody was piling on and patting him on the back and stuff, it made me laugh out loud just because it's just like, of course that happened to Connor Brown. I know. <laughs> and like the game before he hit the bar <laughs> and then the one before that he got like the goalie made a great save, like a total save. Like, Playing man. so much better though overall. Oh yeah. Like just at least he's getting though. those chances. Like he wasn't doing anything. I feel like it's going to be like a little bit of a McLeod situation where once he gets the first one, it's going to open it up a little bit. Yeah. But like right now, it just, it makes me laugh because it's just, ah, it's sports. Hopefully that's, 
that feeling of getting the celebration, everything was still helpful. Sparked him a little. Yeah. We'll see. Like, I wonder if, if the others have an MCNA opportunity tonight, if he'll be over the board. I was surprised that he wasn't on it against New Jersey when it was Kane that ultimately got the empty net. Right. Man, you got to pass that puck back to Pickard and let him take his shot. Oh, sure. come on. He deserved <laughs> With it. With four minutes left to go. Tristan Jari, he jarred one. That was unreal. It was a great shot. So I want to talk about tonight's game against Chicago. First question, we'll get to Connor Bedard in a second, but like this almost like not a must win in the literal sense, but like Chicago's in 31st place. You got to find a way to win this. No. And they're just, they're so junk. Like they barely have a roster of NHL players. Like this is borderline worse than anything we saw in the decade of darkness. Like there's zero talent on this hockey team. Like so. Taylor Hall down, gone for the season. Yeah. Uh, Corey, Corey Perry, Perry down, gone for the season. Yep. That's, Who else do they have? Is Jujar Kara the first line left winger? Like, he, what is going on? He's oh. in he's in mini now, actually. Surprisingly, Felino. Nick Felino, Philip Kurashev. Um, is Ryan Donato out too? Because he was playing first line for them. Yeah, game. actually, I don't know if he's playing tonight. Is he? Oh, there he is on the fourth line. Now. No fourth he's line. Johnson. And but back to the question: Do you think this is like almost what you gotta win this, boys? I said my my short four giant key to victory today on Owen every day was pretend you're not playing the Hawks because the Oilers love playing down to the competition. You need to go into this and. Chris Knobloch's got to somehow convince the team like, hey, guys, they changed the schedule. We're playing the Kings tonight hmm. and then just, just wearing their jerseys. Yeah, the black red. yeah. <laughs> weird, but they're just yeah. wearing the black. It, it, this is such a winnable game and like one where I know the betting line tonight. Shout out to our friends at Betway. It's two and a half. The spread's two and a half. Money line was minus 450. Oh, <laughs> come on. Still finding creative ways to get some value on Betway because it's easy to do it with them. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Um, but like it's one of those games that's like barely even worth betting on the Oilers because they're such massive favorites. They got to take care of business. Although I did get um, impromptu betting segment. I did get Leon Drysaddle anytime goal plus 110. And I also got Bouchard shot prop plus 110. Connor McDavid power play point minus 110. Free. Dan, is this a must win game when you're going up against a team that, like, I know not literal must yeah. win, but in the spiritual sense? Uh, I like. I, it's tough. It's tough answer to give just because of the small sample size with Knobloch. You don't know if this if this team does you know struggle tonight that that does dis- derail this this winning streak that we're having right now. But I don't know. I, like yeah, yeah. I I always just feel like a team like the Blackhawks could just sneak up on you and and get a couple of early goals against you and then just have you deflated. So I hope it doesn't happen. But I don't know if it necessarily ruins everything if they go out and lose this game myself. It's not that I think it would ruin things, but like this is one of those ones where you look at the schedule and you go, all right, you got to figure it out. Yep. There are ones that, yes, I think if we look back, like, you know, going forward down the line and then you're, you're in that playoff battle, you definitely look back at these battles if you don't win them and question things. But I don't know. I just feel like this team is not, is not in dire straits to be able to make the playoffs. I, I still don't believe that to, to be true watching the seven game win streak and what it can do for us. Yeah, I mean, a seven game heater definitely changes sure. the perspective on things a little bit. I, I still don't think they can go through or really afford a stretch where they lose like three of four. And then when you look at, that's Tam- kind of my larger point. Yeah, yeah. Like when you look at Tampa coming up still and Florida on the homestand, then the road trip Tampa starts road. with an Islanders team. That's won seven of their last 10 and the, the Rangers in New York. That, that Rangers team is looking like the best team in the NHL. And that's this, the second half of a back to back. You maybe have some scheduled losses coming up. 
So just take care of this game and put the points in the bank. Liam must win in the spiritual sense. I guess I think every game is kind of a, a must win because of the hole they put themselves in, right? You gotta, you gotta dig your way out and they've done a very good job of doing it under this new coaching staff. Um, <laughs> so as I just think they're playing so good. Like, I just don't, I'm not worried about the Blackhawks. Peter Morazic's actually been pretty good, but like Seth Jones isn't going to play tonight. But He's Dog, not playing either. Uh, that's what Greg has said. Can you read me the six D men that are playing tonight for the Chicago Blackhawks, please, Liam? How many of them are real people? Yeah, ready? Okay, everyone throw up six. I haven't looked yet. How many, how many names wow. do you know? Okay. Brent Seabrook. Philip <laughs> Duncan Br- Keith. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brian Campbell. Philip Roos. That's not a real person. Connor Murphy. I know him. I okay, that one. I know that. Isaac one. Phillips. No. Nikita Zaitsev. I know Zaitsev. Okay, I know him. Yep. Alex Vlasic. Not, Not Mark. Is he related Mark. to Mark Vlasic? Nope. Luis. Oh, sorry. Luis Crevier. I knew two of those players. Me yeah, as well. I didn't know any of them. Yeah. So there you go. Like, so Brent Seabrook is not playing, you're saying? Uh, no, and neither's the, uh, what's that Swedish guy called? Jalmerson? Nick oh, Chalmers. Nick Chalmers. Uh, no, Johnny Oduya, no, Brian Johnny Campbell. Oduya I used to love saying, who do you, Johnny Oduya? <laughs> Didn't they have, they had a young, there's a young prospect <laughs> defenseman. Kevin Korchinski, but I think they're sending him to World Junior Camp, aren't they? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think so. Didn't they He's have another one too from Sweden? Yeah. Is that, that had head, had head injuries as a problem when they drafted him? My- so currently, well, they had looking at the line here. Is what yeah, they traded him. Oh, okay. First line, according to dailyfaceoff.com currently, is Anthony Bovillier on the left side, Connor Bedard in the middle, Philip Kurashev on the right side. Thought? What what's worse, that or McDavid centering Raddy and Cahoon? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Second line. <laughs> Tyler Johnson. Cole Gutman. <laughs> what was that one? Gutman. <laughs> and Taylor Radish. That's an NHL line. Deadline uh pickup. Taylor Radish. Liam, one of those guys, who, Cole Gutman? Cole Gutman. Gutman. Is, he's only like 22, I think. Okay, but that doesn't make it an NHL line just because well, he's I young. Well, I mean, in comparison to the other lines. Sure. Third line, you've got Nick Felino, Jason Dickinson, and Joey Anderson. Okay, those are... like a fourth line from the Decade of Darkness. Yeah. That's a third line, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fourth line, you've got Lucas Reichel. Mackenzie Entwistle and Ryan Donato. Okay, that's a, that's yeah. maybe better than their second line in a weird way. Well, in there, yeah. <laughs> they they should play more tonight. Um, the point is, like, I mean, this is two straight podcasts. One where we gush over Otani doesn't happen. If we sit here and do this to the Hawks DFO lineup page and the Oilers lose, people listening to this pod tomorrow are going to be <laughs> mad at us. Well, I think I think just like, you know what, though, if the Oilers go and play their game, if they play the way they did on Sunday against the Devils, against this lineup, you're going to be fine. Also, Gutman, anytime <laughs> score, put it, bank it. What are the Cold odds on gut the Gutman? He has one goal this season, by the way. Real well, blue guy, though. He's doubling that total tonight. We he's the guts it. of the team. He is a glue guy. Their, in the lineup. their power play is 10% on the year. And Bedard has how many of those? So we talked about this on ONE. John Goyens is a former head coach in the QMJHL. He still does like power play consulting for teams around the league. And he comes on our show every week to give film breakdowns for us. And after the first couple weeks of the season, when Chicago's power play could not score, he came on and showed us like 12 clips of times where Bedard has zinged it to a guy in a scoring chance. And the guy like doesn't have his hand on his stick or like the puck goes through his skates or he whiffs on the shot because he's not a 
expecting it to even make it through. Like it's literally Bedard running around with like a bunch of guys who can't do anything. So that is exactly why before the season started when I think it was, what was it Frank that predicted a hundred point season for Bedard? Yeah. That's exactly why I said it wasn't going to happen is because the rest of the team is dog shit. That's you need people around you. And the, we've seen it with the injuries. We've seen it with other things off the ice. People are just departing from Chicago around him. So it's, it's, it's a mess. Connor Bedard in 27 games played has 23 points, 11 goals, 12 assists. Next up is Philip Kirchev with 16 points in 21 games. Then Jason Dickinson, 14 and 27, Nick Felino 12 and 27. So it falls off quite quickly. Is Tyler Johnson good anymore? 10 points in 27 games. Tyler Johnson, Stanley cup winner, Tyler Johnson, highest paid forward on the Hawks, Tyler Johnson. I guess they probably can't even trade him because they need his cap. <laughs> I was just wondering, I am just looking at the team right now. Obviously everyone's basically a free agent. Everyone's a restricted of unrestricted free agent. Besides Kershev, Ryan Donato and Connor Bedard in a Ford group. Hmm. What is so, the league min for the NHL cap? Do we know? 775. No, like what is the floor for a team? Oh, cause the caps are dead last in terms of cap hit 74, three is what they're at. It's going to be pretty close. To the I think floor, it's, no? I think it's like 68 or something, isn't it? 68. So there's room to move. So the Hawks can move out 7 million still. Yeah. I think you can have 20 million in free cap space. I Outside of you would want team on team. What are you expecting from Connor versus Connor? I'm expecting our Connor to do Connor things. Uh, Liam, for those watching on YouTube, has a little comparison of their first 17 games up on the board. Bedard's got him beat in the goals category. McDavid had a few more points by this point in his career through 27 games. I'm expecting Connor Bedard to shoot the puck a ton tonight and, you know, best foot forward kind of thing for him. I bet you he's incredibly jacked up for his first chance to go toe to toe with McDavid. I bet you they're sure. both in the starting lineup and both take the opening face off against one another as well. Horrible which will be very cute. He did it against Sid. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I bet you Bedard has a really noticeable hockey game. I bet you he'll be buzzing out there. Dan, what do you think? I hope it's a bit of a case of the bottom six getting to feast a little bit tonight myself. Uh, I Connor, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just my perception, but Connor doesn't necessarily like blow these teams out of the water when he comes into the big matchups, unless it's Matthews, Matthews in Toronto. That's usually a one that he's up for, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, sorry. When I say Connor, I mean, McDavid. Um, I just don't, I don't see him coming out of this with any kind of like extra spirit. I hope that the bottom six does on the flip side and, and sees the lineup that we've been looking at and, and does something with that. But Connor V Connor, <clears throat> what do you expect? Um, I'm expecting a show. I think it'll be actually a pretty good game, to be honest, of just those two going head to head. I don't know. I don't know if I'm expecting anything unusual, to be honest. I'm expecting Bedard to try and set some guys up and for Chicago to slip and fall or something when they go to shoot the puck. Got to be a bit of a mind fuck for Connor, 26, 27 years old. And it's like, oh, there's a new version of me now already. Like, oh, I can't wait to see the next one 10 years from now. How good is that kid going to be? Yeah. Also named Connor. There's a couple of kids. I just, I also like, I was a little disappointed in the, the Hughes brothers in the effort that they put out against us on Sunday. So Jack Hughes is a championship diver. I didn't know that was a thing. So they didn't, I guess, show this on the broadcast. I don't think, but it was noticeable in person after Hughes dove at Coleman after him and McDavid skated by Hughes and gave him like the stink eye and like kind of gave him a little like 
don't do that. Wow. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. Like just, skated well out of his way to do it. I was excited to watch some skill there. And I, I don't know. I just saw a lot of shenanigans and a lot of theatrics the thing. I noticed about uh, Luke Hughes, that kid has wheels. Yep. Yeah, he's big I mean, they're both too. fast, but like that kid has wheels from the back but end. Jesper Bratt was their best player. He was for yeah. sure. Really? I thought Schmied was their best player. Well, there you go. Especially when he gave the assist on McDavid's goal. That was big. That was very nice. That was really, really nice. They beat him. The only Schmied I care about is Laddie. There you go. Thank you. Um, Did you hear McDavid's answer when asked if he has any advice for Connor Bedard? Please give it to us. Um, It's hilarious. We tweeted it, right? Or did just Waz tweet it? Uh, Damn it. I thought it was. Yeah, Waz tweeted it. It's Waz on Twitter. (laughs) Just was with just a great handle. Oh, just was is like. Would you give a player like that? I'll answer this question for the thousandth time. Um, I don't. Give, there's not much advice that goes on um, around the league. Um, you know, he uh, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Um, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's got a good group of guys on the other side to to, to help him if he ever ever needs it, and and uh, it seems like he's handling everything well. It's so true, though. Like, what do you what, want me you, to tell him? What are you supposed to say? Like, they did a camp over the summer, right? For the thousandth time. Uh, Feisty like, Connor's my favorite Connor. So silly. That's why I hammered him at three points tonight. The reporter that just asks the <laughs> most benign question ever and just gets Connor's like, shut the. F- <laughs> like, a better question would be like. Is it a mind fuck to be 26 years old and already have to be asked questions about the yeah, next version of or yourself? Something like who would have been the star? I guess it would have been Crosby, right? When McDavid came in, be yeah. like Sid got asked a bunch of this stuff. Yeah, but I mean, you could ask McDavid, being like, "What was it like when you went up against like you're an idol of when you Sid were Sid and Ovi? Yeah, and, like know. what was that like? Hey, That's a, probably a better question. It, at least the media wasn't asking him about the Bedard or the Perry situation like they did in Winnipeg. Like I don't know. There's there's way worse questions that they could have been asked than I, like it's not it's a harmless yeah, question just, for sure. I just and I get it, whatever. And for McDavid too, he's right. He's answered that a thousand times. Why does he have to answer it? It is funny. I pretty I'm pretty sure I've personally seen him answer it three or four. Right. Now it's just like all right. I do I do like how he does just kind of put down that comment though that well like, listen, we're not here to help each other, man. Like the league doesn't help each other. They don't give advice to each other. Yeah, like well, especially like mid season. Yeah. Like like I said, probably before in that camp they probably yeah, spoke exactly. about some they things. And, yeah. When inevitably Bedard gets invited to the All Star game this year because Chicago's nobody else, they'll <laughs> probably talk about a couple of things there. Too. And Connor and Sid will both be there and they'll do the three of them pictured mm-hmm. together. And they'll be ask adorable. him again. Yeah. Well they'll get drafted. Someone will draft. Oh, yeah, it is. A, oh, it is the draft. It's so much better. Bedard might be the last pick, though. Oh, Connor taking Bedard first overall in the fantasy draft, though. Oh, I would yeah, do. Be cool. First off, I would do Sid and Connor as the two captains. That would be cool. Connor McDavid should take William Nylander. So then the speculation of Nylander to Edmonton begins <laughs> and we get the flip side of it. Actually, I mean, the awkward part, because you know McDavid will probably do it. If he is one of those four captains, his first pick will probably be Zach Hyman. Well, it was like <laughs> when um, they did it in Ottawa, I think it was one of them, right? And Alfredson was the captain and he took like, uh, what was his name? Milan. Hey, Duke. No. Milan no, uh, McKellick. McKellick. Yeah. And then like, it was like Spetzer was like, just took all his guys. Yeah. And then, yeah, the first six picks for both teams are like, oh, he's from Ontario. He's got to be on my team. I want Ovi lobbying for the car again. I would love to go? see a person. I'd like to see it be like BXA and Bisonette making the picks for the teams. They did say that every That'd player is going to have like a celeb joining them. Mm. So 
I mean, that will be fun too. If they, if they hit it out of the park with the celebs. Yep. I wonder who's so on that. Mm-hmm. Is that so gonna Connor's going to get Chad Kroger. Well, is it going to be celebrities from Edmonton? Uh, sorry, from Toronto. I think it'll be like who the players want to train. Nah, it'll be from Toronto. So Connor's going to get Chad Kroger. Matthews will get pinball. <laughs> Who's going to get Bieber? Well, Bieber's not showing up to this shit. Or just like the most random one you could think of gets Bieber. Like the worst of the all-stars, like some random. four captains. Because it's still going to be three. Yeah, it's going to be three on three tournaments. So there's going to be four captains, which is also kind of cool in all of this. I'm I'm super into the draft. Me too. I was sad that they're giving. It was so much fun. And I'm glad they're not doing what the NBA does too, where they just have LeBron and whoever the other captain is just go on. TNT at halftime, just pick their teams. Like it, those who are good at doing it, whoever it is in the NBA, because NBA plays a personality. But I love to dare you. Like it just adds to the All Star Weekend a little bit, right? Like the layers of it start with the draft, and then you go from there. Got to tell you, on the twenty first of December, so that is next Thursday. Join the <laughs> Withers Nation crew live on YouTube. Or another watch along. You can watch Liam. Come stare at Liam. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Come chat with us, watch the game, possibly win some stuff too. We've got prizes to give away. We've been workshopping this. Yes. We're looking to upgrade the watch alongs. We're looking to get you involved. I'm looking forward to this one. So that is on Thursday against the Devils. Uh, yep. Oh, the Islanders the tricked nope. you all. Nope. That is on Tuesday. <laughs> you rascal. Well, there goes all my notes. Damn it. You had a bunch of like Lou Lamorello tributes and stuff. Not at all. I got a line to his telephone. <laughs> Interesting sports story. <laughs> Just last night watching Tavares hit his thousandth point in New York while Islanders fans were booing him every time he touched the puck. It was and great. People, Good sports. Yeah. Like Carlo Koliakovo and a bunch of people calling out Islander fans saying they should have cheered for him. Like no. what? Hell no. No. At some point, 20 years from now, they will have their kiss yeah. and makeup moment. Like every fan base does with their, with the stars that leave. But for now, and also the Leafs fans who are like trying to get all up on their high horse being like, mm-hmm, it's time to like, this is unfair to Tavares. Blah, blah. <laughs> it's not that deep it's sports, man. Like boo. Also, they, they're booing them. Who cares? It was also only like two weeks ago. You were all criticizing him for his effort on the overtime goal against Boston. So, uh, Get off your, what do they call it? Milk cartons, milk crates. Soapbox. Soapbox. Milk carton too. Those stands. Sure. I just, you know what? Booing a guy. That's just good sports. Yeah. It is what it is. Like there's history there. There's a story there. He chose them. Like it just, whatever. It's sports, baby. It was perfect that it happened in New York. Yeah. yeah it's great. With his dad watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the and dad's then, trip. Come on. And then Mitch Marner's dad, not reacting at all to the tangle, <laughs> just sitting there. Is Mitch Marner's dad still talk shit on Twitter all the time? Is this little thing he does? I think he knows not to do it from his own account now. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I hate when people learn those lessons. Let me see. Hang on one sec, Tyler. Bear with me. Absolutely. Uh, look at some good chance for me to remind everyone that we're going to Arizona in February and you can join us nation vacation brought to you by Alberta blue cross. Jack Maxwell hasn't tweeted in months. Really? I wonder what significant events have happened since the last time Jack Maxwell tweeted Jack? must be on threads. Now it was the alleged burner account of Eugene Melnick. Rest in peace. <laughs> I think he's, I think he's just on threads <laughs> Look for Jack Maxwell on threads. Oh no. <laughs> Another couple of things I just want to touch on really quickly before we get to Waz's signature segment. Can you clear that up for me? Little announcement that, of course, Kennedy finds. 
on Lauren Kyle's Instagram oh, yeah. when she was doing an AMA on the way to her vacation. We found out that the Royal wedding will be a July 27th, 2024. I've not got my invite yet. I imagine it's lost in transit somewhere. I'm sure it's coming. So anyway, if you're looking forward to uh, celebrating Connor's wedding, even though you're not invited, <laughs> there's the date for you. Do we know what church it's going to be at yet? There's no way it's in Edmonton, right? No way. <clears throat> what if it's exactly the same as Gretzky's wedding? I bet nope. you that if that's nope, then I'm, I've got problems. <laughs> Uh, I bet you just knowing McDavid and his privacy, this is not even going to be like an, in Ontario wedding. I bet you this is somewhere far away. Hmm. Interesting. How the old location. Went. Yeah. Maybe in like Napa Valley or like Maybe Turks that. and Caicos, right? Like somewhere where he can just like basically rent out an Island and be like, I know exactly who will be on this Island. Liam, you going? Uh, yeah. I've been speaking to Lauren and Connor about my invite. I'm just trying to negotiate plus one right now. I picked the fish personally. <laughs> you always go with the other options so that they know that you're coming. Yeah. They know you've been thinking about it. Yeah. Not just the chicken. I want the fish this time. <laughs> you know, I'm looking forward to it. I heard they're having a fondue fountain. Um, their midnight meal will be nothing but door dashed items. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Wendy's the, uh, the chicken <coughs> fingers and French toast sticks. Yeah. Syrup dipitas. Delicious. Wow, it all gets tied together. Should we go get Waz? It is time to get Waz for his signature segment. Can you clear that up for me? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If there's one thing better than sharing memories, that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel for more information, including on our nation vacation to Arizona that's coming up in February. Come join us to watch Edmonton take on Arizona in a tiny little barn. It's little. 4,600 people. We're going to take up a fair chunk of it. We're going to cheer loud. We'll all be wearing blue and orange. We're all going to look sexy. Now it's time for Waz's signature bit. It's not a game. It is a segment called, can you clear that up for me? Waz, what do you got today? Uh, the first thing I got here for clear this up for me is uh, 
So starting off uh, with how McDavid has been playing, it's resulted in the team playing better. Fans outside Edmonton, you haters, will say, well, this just shows how much the Oilers rely on McDavid. How would you respond to that? Are, is it really the McDavid show right now? Clear that up for me. Um, Connor McDavid is the best player on the Edmonton Oilers and should perform pretty much every night like every other star player in the NHL should. It's not surprising to see the best player in the world play like the best player in the world. Like, are they relying a lot on McDavid right now? Yes, but... I don't know, man. My truck relies on four tires to get right. Like it's just, it's there. It's not going away. It's not like they're going to lose McDavid at the end of the season. They're like, ah, he will always be here. So it's not a big deal. Yeah. I mean, just like, was this a question? I don't remember. Like, I guess Twitter wasn't as big then, but like, was this a question when Sid was just coming in and he put up the first 120 point season in forever? Oh, look at Pittsburgh's relying so much on this stud they've got on their roster. Oh, and they've also got Malkin too. Like, I just, of course, Connor's going to do Connor things. I hate those arguments when it's like, like for it's a better example when someone gets hurt. It's like, oh, they're nothing without him. So yeah, he takes up 12 and a half million of their cap. If Connor McDavid wasn't on this team, they would replace him with probably three good players. And it's, it's just so stupid. Any team that had Connor McDavid on it would probably be dictated by how good Connor McDavid is playing. So yes, the Edmonton Oilers are a product of having the best player in the league be an Edmonton Oiler. Connor could do Connor things. Waz, what else you got? Next up is uh, shifting gears a little bit. Uh, I saw this on dailyfaceoff.com. Uh, can rapidly declining Alex Ovechkin still break Gretzky's goal record? Is he declining Ooh. or is he just snake bitten? Interesting. He's a bit of both. Well, I just traded some <laughs> Matt Barzell for, to somebody for him in a fantasy yeah. league. Somebody named Waz gave up on Ovechkin. Yep. So he's 67 goals back of Wayne and Alex Ovechkin after this season has two more years left in his contract. So I still think he will do it. Like, let's even just do some quick math. Let's say he only gets seven more goals this year. He's 60 back with two years left. Expecting Ovi to have two 30 goal seasons is not insane. More realistically would be, you know, he could probably score 17 between now and the end of the season. Then he only needs two 25 goal seasons and he breaks the record. I, he'll still do it, but I will say this decline coming as sharp as it has, has me a l- slightly less confident that he will. I'm like 90% sure he'll do it. I am going to go. I, I'd be stunned if he doesn't. I'd be stunned if he doesn't. It kind of reminds me on a, like a greater scale than in 2016, 17. A lot of people were saying, oh, oh he's done because he only scored 33 and 82. It wouldn't be surprising at all if he has this season where it's, you know, bad by his standards. And then next year he goes back to scoring 40. I wouldn't be surprised at all. He's still going to get set up on the power play. It's still going to be from that spot that no one can seem to stop it from. I just, I just can't see him not scoring at his normal clip, even though he's getting older. I am. I think before today or before the season, I would have said it's like, like 90% sure either way to me, he would have already broken the record had it not been for the work stoppages and the crap that he had to go through uh, versus what Wayne Gretzky had to do. So I think that that's kind of like, I understand that passing him is the formality, but I I really do think that Alex Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer of, of all time in hockey. Uh, Yeah, I I agree with you on that. He also has played right as of right now in 115 less games. So I also think an interesting watch is, can he do it before he passes Wayne in games played too, which I, again, the slowdown has me thinking no, but that's still not entirely out of the question. 
And then coming back to my point too, he also had years robbed from him in his prime versus yeah. versus Gretzky's longevity. You're so, right. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know if he does it personally. I I could see I understand the logic of he's going to keep you're going to keep rolling out the Ovechkin carcass until he wants to not play the game anymore. But I just think that this slowdown is is incredible enough that it may not happen. But also, like, again, let's say 17 more goals this year, yep. and then he just needs 50 in the final two years of his contract. If he's within eight, he's coming back for another season. For another after that. After that. If yep. he's within 20, he's coming back for another yep. season. Like, I also just think it's at the point where, like, he will always get power play one time. He will always get top six minutes in Washington. They will. He's too close now. If yep. he was still 140 away, I'd be like, whoa. I don't think he's going to play enough games, but just being only 67 away right now, it's, it's too close. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, I was going to say, I think he'll hit it, but I don't think he'll hit it within this next, this, this contract. How old is he right now? Again? 38. 38. He's, he's, just, 38? he's just going to play until he gets oh, it. Guys, oh, fossil say, yeah. I know. I thought he was 35. He's dead. He's a little older than Derek Ryan. Yager played with the flames in his what? 42nd year. Yeah, so I could there. see like, you know, Yager's obviously a, He's, he's a machine, Yeah, but I could see Ovi doing that too. And that's the thing is like when Yager played with the flames, he obviously wasn't that good enough because, or wasn't good enough to even be in the NHL at that point. Cause he left mid contract. But yeah, I mean, I, that's why I say Ovechkin, I can understand rolling out the dead carcass. I just think if that. he still loves the game, he still loves scoring goals. He still loves doing what he does. Then he'll probably play until the caps tell him he's not allowed to anymore. Mm-hmm. So next question I have here uh, against the Minnesota wild Connor McDavid scored a beautiful goal against flurry. I saw comments, people hating, of course, and saying, why doesn't anybody just hit him? Just take him out, flat him out. And some responses would say, well, because the league is soft or, you know, they'll get a 10 minute suspension, a game misconduct. Clear this up for me. Why aren't defensemen like more physical with flashy players and goals, for example, because they can't. they can't catch McDavid. They just, they I, can't hit him. <laughs> or they would. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just a dumb observation. Was nothing to understand there. Yeah, I know. I was just. I just think that like Connor's so much better than everyone else. It's just like try. Yeah. It's not like Connor hasn't gotten hit before. Of course he has, but like it's way harder to hit him than somebody who doesn't have eyes on the back of his head. I'm always a fan of fans that think that players have not thought of this before this moment. Yeah. And it's just, Oh, maybe I could have hit Connor. No, they absolutely yeah. would. If they could, they didn't. It's yeah. just like going back to his rookie season. He scores that goal against the Columbus blue jackets and goes through the entire team. Like, Why didn't they hit him? Cause you can't, <laughs> you can't, he's just too good. Right. And like the same breath, like did anyone lay out Gretzky in the eighties? Like when there was all these bruisers, they tried to, yeah, they tried to. Who's that one guy that knocked out Gretzky that one time, Dan? Do you know? Broton, I think is who you're thinking of. Yeah. Neil Broton? I think so. <laughs> but that's all I got for uh, this up for me. I was uh, like there you guys' you takes and always fun to hear. All right. There's our boy Waz for our friends at Alberta Blue Cross. I hope you've had that cleared up for you. There he goes. Backing out slowly. Don't hit the light, Waz. There he goes. Look oh. at that. Open and closed the door daintily. Like oh, I was curious as to why Thai guy had his hat in midair that entire Yeah, our video feed is frozen. You have to fix it's that awesome. up after. How will I fix it? Put some graphics up. It's been frozen for like 10 minutes. No, nah, it's been like two minutes. Okay, well, what if I take it off and then take it back on again? Yes. Nope. It didn't work. All right, well, good thing the pod's basically over. Thank goodness. The good news is the podcast is basically over. I'm just going to wrap it up with a quick score prediction from the fellas. We're going to look tonight. Chicago Blackhawks in town. 
8 p.m. start, which, by the way, shout out to the NHL. Jeez. <laughs> it's not even a doubleheader. <laughs> yeah, I tried, I tried to come up with a reason as to why that would happen. Like the Leafs are playing the Rangers, but that's not on a broadcast. It's nothing. Nothing makes sense here. So what do you got tonight, Dan? Blackhawks in town. Connor versus Connor. Oilers on a seven-game win streak. Chicago kind of sucks. They do suck. What do you think? I'm... I, I just feel like I still, my heart wants to say that, that we're going to win this game, but I am afraid of a trap game. I'm going to say a four, three Oilers win four two Oilers win incoming Tyler six, two Oilers win five, two Oilers win empty net goal. Very rare. Do you hear us pick the other team? You're probably the only one that ever does. I think I might be. I think my shtick has been running about four well, or five years now. Yes. So it's not changing anytime soon. No, no, no. But I bet you there's a bunch of people that don't know your stick on that one. Well, there is people like when I read a GDB on the weekend, they get really mad about it. Yep. But I'm not going to change it. Nope. Sometimes gotta you got to have fun, Tyler. Mm-hmm. You're going to the game tonight? I am. Are you going to have a beverage? Maybe a sneaky one. Mm. That's lovely. You're going to enjoy that. You're going to enjoy that. Liam, final thoughts. Wrap up the podcast with some words of hope. Final thoughts. The Edmonton Oilers are the best team in the league right now because their coaching staff is elite (laughs) and Calvin Pickard will guide us to victory and the Oilers don't need to worry about goaltending anymore because of him and there you have it folks. Synergy brought it all together there at the end. Enjoy the rest of your week everybody. We'll talk to you on Friday. Mm -hmm. Even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.